It's time! Drew Doherty and John Harris have their white coats and their goggles on, and they're ready to talk Texans in a different sort of way. Uh, let's go in the lab. That's right, time to go in the lab. And John Harris, I'm Drew Doherty, as you know. We're, we're not going to even look back. We're only looking forward, okay? Okay. we got to look forward. How do the Texans get a win? They're 0-3. It can happen, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, and before, uh, get, before, before we do it, remember, folks listening at home or in the car or wherever, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, you can check us out there. On iTunes, hey, leave us a star rating. Leave us a comment. We uh, want to get better. We want you to love us most of all. We want you to listen. But, John, back to the task at hand. Yeah. Let's diagnose how the Texans are prognosed. What is it? I'm using these words wrong. But let's see how the Texans can get a win. Three ways, okay? Mm-hmm. What's your first way? Well, first of all, you got to score more points than the other team, John. So there's that. I sorry, try to try to have a little bit of levity to start off because yeah. it has <clears throat> it hasn't been good. But I think there are a couple things. Number one, the Texans in the last two games have had 13 possessions. Inside opponent's territory. Yeah. 13. And last year, I mean, I hate to even reference last year, but last year you had 13 possessions inside the 35-yard line. I would say 70% of those were turning into touchdowns. Mm -hmm. This year, that's definitely not the case. The seven possessions you had against Tennessee inside the 35-yard line, you punted twice. Okay. You punted twice. You got one touchdown out of that, and you ended up with uh, a field goal. And this Texans offense against the Giants, you had the ball at the two-yard line, had to settle for a field goal. You had the ball at the five-yard line, had to settle for a field goal. This team has been abysmal in scoring territory. It has been decent to good outside of – opponent's territory. So the flip side of that is, especially against the Giants, the Giants had four possessions. I'm sorry, five possessions inside Texans territory. All five ended up for scores. Touchdowns or field goals. All five. The Texans have not capitalized inside the red zone. They could turn this thing into a an opponent chasing them situation, but they haven't done that. They just haven't been good in the red zone, settling for field goals, and they just haven't scored touchdowns. I mean, on a year, you take the touchdown, the last touchdown drive against um, uh, against the Giants, take that out of the mix. They've only scored, what, four touchdowns? Five, maybe five. What am I thinking? Two, two, uh, six. Six touchdowns. And they've been inside the 35, 13 times. It's abysmal. I mean, it's abysmal. That's just in two games. You know what else I mean, they the haven't Patriots done game. well? You know what else they haven't done well? That's your first one, scoring the red zone. My first one, let's start winning the turnover differential. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at what you've done this year. Week yep. one, you were good. Mm-hmm. You were plus one. You got three takeaways, gave the ball away twice. Yep. But then you fell back and you got even on the season. You're at zero after week two mm-hmm. because you had one giveaway. You didn't get anything. And then last week, you don't get any takeaways. You turn it over twice. 
those consecutive possessions where you turn the ball over, I mean, look like things are starting to go your way. Yep. Look like the offense is starting to get rolling, and then the defense was cooking. <laughs> two times, man. Now you're at minus two. You are tied for you know like twenties or it, you know like your bottom half of the league there when you were top ten. And as far as takeaways, like this defense is, is struggling in that regard. John, they're tied for nineteenth. They've only got three takeaways on the entire season. Yeah, J.J. Watts forced two fumbles. Opponents have gotten both of those back, mm-hmm. and they were both a key, huge. massively huge times that could have. I mean, could have resulted in. I mean, they were both field goal drives because of when he caused them, but they came at such a point against the Titans, of course, on the Corey Davis screen and run. Texans get on that. Maybe they've got the opportunity to go kick the game-winning field goal. And then it's 10-3 against the Giants, and he gets one. And they're not able to get on it. Eli gets on it, and they are able to kick a field goal. Now, you could say because the Giants have been so good in the red zone, that was maybe a four-point saving play. But on the flip side, it could have been a seven-point saving play if they're able to get on a fumble. The, the key to me is the the interceptions. They're not They're not in a position to make any plays on the ball. Now, the flip side of that is they have played a future Hall of Famer, maybe the greatest of all time in Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and yet still got an interception off of him. It's the only interception they've gotten all year was off of Tom Brady. And they played Eli Manning this past week. So they've played, and you can argue, I, I, I think Eli's a Hall of Famer. He's top six all time in yards, could be top five at some point. Bottom line, he's a good quarterback. Very good quarterback, and he was exceptional. Played the greatest game Sunday. of his career since the last Super Bowl that he won. Yeah, I, there was one other performance in 2015 where it had a, had a higher passer rating, but he was 25 of 19. I mean, he just and his ball placement was perfect. I mean, we talked to Jonathan Joseph about it on Monday, and he just said, "You know, I, I needed I needed to play underneath that route a little bit better." And Jonathan missed that ball by like two inches, yeah. but the fact is, he missed it by two inches because Eli put it in the right spot. He put the ball to Red Ellison for the touchdown in, in the right spot. The team is not generating interceptions. They're not in. A, they're not in a spot, coverage wise, where they can make plays on the ball. And I think that's been kind of frustrating because it looked like against the Patriots, there were times where they were there to make plays on the ball. Mm-hmm. That's the Giants. They Eli was such a groove, and I, I don't know. I, that was part of it. I, I'll give you another key, okay, Drew. And I'm I'm going to say something really. It's going to sound stupid. Uh, at first, but let me explain. You got to know what the hell you're doing. And what I mean by that is you got to know where to line up. You got to know what your responsibility is. You got to know where your help is when you're playing defense. You got to know where you're lining up when you're down on the two-yard line. I thought one of the key plays in the game. It's on both sides of the ball. Both sides you're of not the ball. just pointing to the defense. Both of them. Yeah. And I kind of, as I was kind of pseudo-venting, I was kind of throwing everything in there. But I think defensively, there's there were a few times where secondary and linebackers couldn't get lined up right, mm-hmm. and then there was one play in particular that kind of that kind of got me a little bit, and that was, it was I think it was the first quarter, and the Giants were driving, and I want to say it was the third down, and Aaron Colvin and Zach Cunningham were trying to figure out, and Colvin's trying to get Cunningham on the inside. Cunningham's like, no, no, I'm supposed to be over here. They can't get lined up. And eventually, Cunningham then moves on the inside, and that's on Odell Beckham Jr. And Odell runs a little juke route where he kind of slows down and kind of pivots and delays and then bursts to the middle. And Zach's got help to his right. So he should have jumped inside to the left. Well, he kind of stayed to the right, kind of bought the move. 
and then Odell's open for a first down catch. And I just watch those kind of things, and I think, hey, hey, come on, guys, we got to we got to put this together. Know where your help is. Know where you're supposed to line up. And I see it with the receivers too. And, and a lot of it has to do, you know, when Bruce went out the other day, Vincent Smith came in, and Vince is still learning what he has to do, and. Then he's got to jump into where Bruce would normally line up. Well, that's not where he normally lines up. But still, there is a premium in knowing what you're supposed to do, getting to the line of scrimmage, getting lined up, and then adjusting at that point. And the problem is, is when that's happening, when guys aren't getting lined up, you're not. Sean's not getting an opportunity to look at the defense, get a long look at the defense, make a check if he needs to, check the protection if he needs to. All those things are impacting it. And then down on the goal line, on the drive that they scored to make it 20-15. to 15. Fantastic. They scored to make it 20-15. to 15. But the problem was they had to take a timeout because they literally just couldn't get lined up. Yeah. So get know what you have to do, know what your assignment is, and get yourself lined up. And, and then, especially defensively, know where your help is. You know, know where your help is. And what I mean by that is, and this, is, this happened to Zach a few times, you know, when Zach was covering Gronk against the Patriots, Zach's got to know, hey, man, you got help on the inside. Don't give up the outside throw. Don't give up the outside throw because you got help on the inside. Let the inside help you help you. Yeah. And the uh, and and what happened? He ended up giving up a back shoulder throw. Now, look, Zach's not accustomed to covering tight ends out wide. He's not accustomed to covering Saquon Barkley out wide. It's not something that he does. But still – you got to understand the time and situation, the play call that you guys have on defense and roll from there. All right, I'm going to give you my second one. You've so far gone with score in the red zone, know what you're doing. I've gone with the first one, get some takeaways, be clean with the football, just win the turnover battle. I'm going to I'm going to give you one, stay explosive. If you can hang your hat on one thing offensively this year, it has been explosive. It hasn't always resulted in points. Right. But you've had five different players in DeAndre Hopkins, in Will Fuller, Mm -hmm. in Brian Griffin, Mm -hmm. in Jordan Thomas, five different guys, Vincent Smith, that's that's six almost, six different guys have a a pass reception for 25 yards or more. You also got Bruce Ellington. He had a 23-yarder. Don't know if we're going to see much of Bruce this week. But you've you've been able to spread the ball around and get big plays, especially from Will Fuller. Keep that up. Look yep. at the last game. You had at least four or five explosive passes from Watson. That's got to continue. And the lion's share of the attention with regards to all that goes to the two receivers, Hopkins and Fuller. Sure. That's understandable. Yep. They're great. But you know what I've really been encouraged by? The tight end group. You've had some big plays from these guys. Sure. The guy who hasn't had the most big plays, Jordan Akins, actually has the most receptions out of the tight ends yep. group. He's done a solid job. O'Brien said this week we've got to get those guys more involved, the yep. two Jordans. I've liked what I've seen there as far as explosion. Now it's got to translate to six because it's yep. it's just pretty little window dressing right now. But yep. I've I've been very encouraged by that. That's not something that, it's usually something you gotta you know, work your way into it seems with this team and with this these offenses, and yep. that hasn't been the case here. No, the thing is, and Bill made Bill made a great point to us during his coach's show. I think this was after the Tennessee game. And what's interesting is if you go back and look at the the game in which we hammered Tennessee fifty seven fourteen back in seventeen, he said we had more yards on Sunday against the Titans than yeah. we did the year before, and it was just it, it was the 
it was in that game they were so efficient scoring touchdowns. And that's the thing. If this team could be efficient scoring touchdowns, and I think a lot of that has to do with getting the tight ends involved down in the red zone, mm-hmm. getting getting them involved down there and making sure that they're scoring. Now, this week against the Colts, this is a, this is a whole different animal. They're really good up front, and they've got, I think – in the games that I've watched this year, I don't know that I've seen a better linebacker. A better linebacker. I'm not talking better rookie. Yeah. I'm talking better linebacker than Overall. Darius Leonard. Overall, Darius Leonard, number 53, has been an absolute dude. And he's going to – whether it's pass game, whether it's rushing a quarterback, whether it's tracking down outside runs, whether it's playing inside run, Darius Leonard is going to end up proving to be the Colts' D'Amico Ryans. When D'Amico won the second round, Darius Leonard went at the top of the second round. Now, they're different type players, mm-hmm. but they're giving – that sort of impact to their team. And I don't think the Colts ultimately can score a ton. I, I don't think they can. They, they don't have – you know, luck, you, luck is not really able to throw the ball down the field effectively a bunch like he used to. Right. He's not quite there yet. It's, it's more a horizontal game for them. They try to get it out to Chester Rogers, out to T.Y. Hilton, throw more screens. You know, they get to third and long. They're not going to let Luck – hold the ball in the pocket. The offensive line is not quite where they want it to be. they got a couple of good pieces, but it's not where they want it to be. And they know they can't hold it against the Texans. So it's going to be dink and dunk and dink and dunk. And they run a bunch of running backs in the game and they get them the ball. So offensively, it's you know, it's an offense that it's an offense that will score 20 every time out. Yeah. You need 80, they'll get you 20. You need three, they'll get you 20. You know what I mean? It's kind of the right, right. It's kind of the Walt Garrison, if you yeah. will. If you ever heard that about Walt Garrison, you need two yards, he'll get you two. You the old 12, Cowboys running back, that's what Don Meredith said about him. Yeah, yeah and so, but defensively, and that that's the key. So how do you hold up? How do you protect? I'm worried about the, the interior uh, against those guys. And then they've got a couple of guys on the outside, Kamiko Toure, who I saw at the Senior Bowl and is one impressive-looking dude. Thing is, his product – I think he's better as a pro than he was as a college player. Hmm. And he's hes really – he's going to be a handful. But Marcus Hunt has completely turned a corner. SMU's Marcus Hunt. Yes. Former thrower at SMU and then former, decided to get into football. I mean, he's turned a corner. Like, I mean – The Eastern Bloc. He's, he's become – exactly what everybody wanted him to be. He's, Eight he's tackles a f- for loss. freak of nature. Leads the NFL. So the Texans are going to have their hands full, and so to be explosive against them, they may have to be patient. They may not get those drives inside the 35-yard line, but when they do this week, it's got to result in touchdowns. Let me also put a little uh, addendum onto the being explosive. Make sure it's explosive when the game is still in in, in, the, in the balance. Yes. Because some of those explosive plays have happened when you really were out of, out of, out of reach. Okay, so I've got to get some takeaways win the turnover battle, and also stay explosive. You've got score in the red zone. Three, know what you're doing. Scoot, I know that two, know obvious. what you're doing. What's your third one? My my third one sort of goes hand-in-hand hand with the the other one, know what you're doing. You know, Belichick says this, and he, uh, you know, people sort of poke fun at it, but I think this is true about this particular team. Do your job. Yeah. And not only that, but do your job well, I think when you get to 0 and 3 and you're desperate for a win, you want to do anything possible to go make a play. And there are a lot of there are guys on this team, stars defensively in particular, that are used to being the ones that make the play. JJ Watch, Devion Clowney, Tyron Matthew. Those guys are and at times can be amazing improvisational artists. 
I mean, they are they can be tremendous out of scheme. Like, how did he know that ball was going there? How did that happen? Mm-hmm. And then you watch the tape and go, oh man, he just took he took a chance. He took a risk, a calculated risk. This is one of those situations where you got to do your job to get out of this hole, if you will. You've got to do your job as well as you've ever done it. If you got to play the run, play the run. If you've got to take on a double team, take on a double team. If you're supposed to be in deep third coverage or you're playing a spy or you're playing a robber, whatever coverage you play, you play it. And you do everything within the team concept this week. And then once you get a lead, and I think that's one of the things about this team, we haven't had a lead. And so that's allowed the other teams to dictate to us what they want to do. Patriots want to go short passing game? Okay, well, they're going to do that. The Titans wanted to pound Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis and just make Blaine Gabbert not really much of a factor. They were going to do it. And really, it wasn't until it got to 17-14, and they didn't even have to take chances then mm-hmm. because they ended up making a play, kicking a field goal, not to tie a game. You're still playing their game at that point, and you never got a lead against the Giants after after you know 3 nothing because then they just roared – at that point. So you've always allowed them to dictate to you what they're going to do by le- by getting in a hole. And I think to get out of that hole, everybody's like, you hear it on silence all the time, go make a play, go make a play. Well, everybody wants to make a play. Well, what happens when you do that? You go inside a block when you should go over a block. You, um, you don't play the coverage right. You're like, I think this guy's coming here. You jump that route, and then they throw a route to where you should have been. Yep. You start doing some of those things. Hey, I'm not going to throw the shorter route. I'm going to throw the deeper route. Just do your job this week. Do what you're supposed to do this week, and and when you get that lead, and you get a decent-sized lead, you want to take, take a chance then? You've got some margin for error? Sure, okay. But until you have your job locked down, don't start – trying to make up for this guy or for that guy. No, you just do your job. And if all 11 guys in the field are doing their jobs and they're doing them well, then you're going to be fine because you got enough talent. But problem is you start covering for other guys or you think you should cover for other guys, and that ends up being problems for the team down the road. All right. I'm going to counter that with my final third one. Okay. My previous one was stay explosive. Yep. But you got to balance that and get back to what you're doing in those first two games. Keep running that rock. And it's tougher because you yep. brought it up against this front seven. This front seven's going to be tough. But you got to be able to be – and it was di- dynamic the way you were doing it because your quarterback was involved with Deshaun Watson getting some chunk plays on the ground. Mm-hmm. You also were getting some some more power-ish type of runs from yes. Alfred Blue. He's, and he's been good as far as getting you another three yards than he probably would have in the past. He kind of yep. moves the pile and stuff. And you got to get some more out of Lamar Miller. He's he's doing a fairly good job. He's in the top ten in the league in rushing this year. But if you can run like you ran those first two weeks, yeah. you can stay explosive like you've been all season long, and you eliminate the turnovers. Right. I mean, you walk away from this with a with a with a W. I think the the one thing about the run game, and I know Bill O'Brien didn't want to get away from it, and this goes back to doing your job defensively. You can't fall in a hole twenty to three because no. now. Now you don't have the patience to stay with the run game. Makes you one dimensional. But if you can if it can be, you know, seven six or it can be ten seven where the run game could stay a factor, then eventually you can get a ten twelve play drive where you're physical. The one thing I, I will say about the Colts up front is they got gassed pretty quickly. 
I the 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 Redskins the game against the Redskins I saw them get fatigued when the Redskins went up tempo against them and then they were able to gash them with some runs and because the Colts defense is going forward at all times there is no read and react it is just go and they're going to create chaos and they've got uh, they've got a mixture of guys up front they've got they've got big space eaters like Grover Stewart and Hassan Ridgeway They've got a guy like Marcus Hunt, who's 6'8", 300, who kind of, he's sort of their J.J. Watt, if you mm-hmm. will. They've got all kinds. they got Jabal Sheard, who is one of the more awkward guys to try and block. And he's so disruptive in the run game. And then they bring in some pass rush specialists. Well, you leave the pass rush specialists on the field when you're second, if you get to second and three, or you get to third and one, they stay at this day off the field. And that's kind of, that's kind of the key. You've got to be able to find and gash them because if you gash them, a two-yard run is going to turn into a 20-yard run. But you got to stay after it. And I think there are some ways you can do it. You talked about you talked about Alfred Blue powering. I think the power scheme can end up being something that they can run against the against the Colts as well. But you're going to have to swap paint with those big fellows up, uh, you know, up front. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to penetrate, and there might be some things that that might be a little different in the run game this week to take advantage of them, catching them upfield and trap blocking or wham block and doing things like that, that you can then get Blue and you can get Miller going. Last week, not being able to get them going, a combination of two things. One, Damian Harrison, Damian Harrison snacks, and Dalvin Thompson just weren't going to be moved. You missed Sunil Kelamete, and I love Greg Manson. Greg did a really good job of his pass blocking, but he's not the run blocker that Sunil is. Mm-hmm. And so you missed that part, and then you fell behind. And so you you've got to go to you got to go to more of the passing game. But the thing was, is those two drives, Drew. If you end up, if you see just on the two drives where you had the fumble and you had the interception on back to back drives, if you turn those into points, it's twenty to twelve when you go down and score the touchdown. Yeah. And now at that point, it's twenty to eighteen. Wait, is my math right? It would have been no. You would have taken the lead with the touchdown. I was gonna say if you get ten points out of those two drives. Yeah. I think it's even if you just get two field goals. Yeah. But I mean, ba- you you want more, but if you get two field goals out of it, based on what you've seen this season from the yeah, you, you get ten points from that. If you get ten points from that, it's twenty to nineteen. So when you score, it's twenty it's twenty five twenty. That final drive that you have after they score a touchdown, maybe they don't get a touchdown. Who yeah. knows? But the uh, but you're you're now driving to go kick a field goal and win a game. Yeah, and it it's that to me it's that close. But here's the realization I've come to, Drew. All the game, all the games in the NFL are like that. Mm-hmm. Any team, any team in the NFL can look at a game and go, for the most part, can look at a game and go, ah, man, that play made here, that play made there, this play. You make different. those three plays, mm-hmm. everything changes. These Texans could make, they could have made one or two plays in the Patriots game, flips the game. They could have made one play in the Titans game, and that being the punt. Yeah, if they don't give that up, they win the game. Yep, a couple plays the other day. You know, the Giants offensively just went into a shell in the second half. I mean, they did such a good job defensively, but then you give up the drive. And the drive started how? With a crossing route. Something I had written on my board all week. I knew it was just something that the Giants – there was nothing that the Giants showed you. I think this was what was frustrating, and it goes to your point about doing your job. The Giants didn't show anything that the Texans hadn't seen on film in games one and two. They hadn't. I saw every offensive play the Giants ran in those two games, and watching them, I was like, there was nothing on the field that they, they had just executed done. them, and they got some uh, took advantage of some mistakes. The Texans and made. they got a couple of dudes in Odell Beckham Jr. and Saquon Barkley. Oh my God! Yeah, holy smokes! But more than just dudes, Johnny, as you know. Yep. All right. Well, you feel better about yourself. You feel feel cleansed after this? Nah, not really. Not really. After a win, yes. 
<laughs> I appreciate I appreciate us doing this, but yeah. uh, but we've got to get a win, just a win, just a sigh of relief. Doesn't that was that was the cover of the New York Post, or uh, I think it was the back cover of the New York Post, New York Daily News. It said, "Wooston, like we, like whew, sigh of relief." Yeah. That's a good. And it's really what it is. It's clever. It really is. So yeah, good for them. They got to win. And good for you. Now it's time for us. Let's get. Let's talk about a win next week on in the lab. Sound good? Sounds good. Later.